minds, open your hearts, your minds, and to hear God's life-changing word. We understand that God is present, so for the respect of the Holy Spirit, let us avoid any distractions, mute, mute our phones, have your Bibles open to follow along with the scriptures, and to take notes. Very important. Fire Realm partnered up with com for our new bookstore. And the website is www.royalty.com. We have tons and tons of books at the bookstore. We, we also, you can also download our free messages on fireroundglobal.com is www.fireroundglobal.com and we also you can also follow along to these uh, just the name of few series that we have um, Fire Realm Wisdom Collection and I Am Anointed my God series. And we also on Facebook and Instagram. And if you have any any further information, you could call us at 954-580-6303 or email us at firerealminfo at gmail.com. Coming soon is a new book by, it's called Golden From Death to Life by Golden. And we also have a Fire Realm Worship and Prayer CD featuring Pastor Jason and Golden Hunt. And we also have an audio book and a devotion featuring Pastor Jason Hunt. And we also have an E.T. music album coming soon by Golden. And you can also join us every Sunday here on the conference call and we also have meetups at 6.30 and the meetups are to be announced the location. At this time we'd like to give anyone an opportunity who likes to, to have a that has a testimony to share. So does anybody have a testimony? Let go. So he gave me either you let them go or 
this morning for that um testimony and for the announcements and uh i just want to just even state this that it's a blessing to be able to see uh where you where you were and where god is taking you it really is a blessing because that shows growth and i know some of us today that um if you're seeing growth in your life um the reason why that growth has come is because of God is because of his word so that shows that the more of his word you begin to have in your t- in your heart and in your life you'll begin to see even more growth in your heart and in your life you know my wife i remember she would um she does this like exercise where for example um, here's how you could be able to tell where you are spiritually. If somebody would ask you to quote off the top of your head, uh, say 10 scriptures that means the most to you and, and to quote it and not make a mistake when you quote it, that shows how much of the word of God you're actually receiving and getting into your heart. And if you can't quote that scripture, then that is that shows that you why you have such a struggle with walking in the word of God is because you're not allowing his word to get into your heart, to memorize it, to be like Jesus in Matthew chapter four. When the devil came to him, Jesus said, it is written three times to the devil. Jesus didn't carry a big old Bible when he was in the desert being tempted by the devil. Jesus was able to quote the scripture back to the devil because the scriptures were in his heart. So if you personally don't know at least 10 scriptures that you can quote off the top of your head, that's showing where you are spiritually. That's showing that you need to take the time to memorize the scripture Because when you enter into problems in your life, you need to know the word of God. Because problems are going to come to you regardless if you're Christian or or you're not a Christian. And if you don't know what God has to say about that area, you're going to be in in trouble. So, so, uh, so, yeah. So, you know, I just wanted to state that as we get into this message Uh, today, it's it's actually I'm just I'm just going more into what was already said um, today. We're actually talking about we're still talking about communication. Uh, we're in in this ministry. We're in a whole uh, God has us in a, in a season of uh, really talking about communication and how our communication uh, 
has been wrong and how a lot of us coming to the church with these wrong mindsets these wrong ways of treating people these wrong ways of interacting and we wonder why we don't really have a successful relationship first with God and with other people well we're on a whole series of that and if you want to be able to download it you can download it on our website and um, really really get this this series and this this communication thing in your heart um, I'm going to discuss some things and then my wife is also going to discuss some things and we're going to do some tag teaming this morning um, so it's going to be a real treat but um, I'll give you an example you know I personally notice in my personal relationship with God how um, my my relationship with God flows into my relationship with other people I, I, I've noticed that over the years I noticed that if if I treat God any type of way then I find I, you would you would find that you start treating people any type of way that you want when you start valuing your relationship with God God will start showing you you need to revalue your relationship with other people when you start valuing your relationship with God you will start also noticing people who are toxic to your relationship with God and where you're going spiritually see it's a cause and effect your relationship with God affects your relationship with other people it's just a domino effect and some of us don't realize that you have taken the same mindsets that you have concerning your relationships into the church for example in the scripture it says in 1 Corinthians 13 11, this is what it says. And I talked about this last week. It says, When I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I gave up childish ways. I'm going to say that again. Childish ways. A lot of us, it's all, you know, the way you feel where it's all about you and you don't really worry about how people feel and, and, and the things that you do and, and you don't really think you, you, you need to be accountable to somebody else or you think that you don't need to honor nobody or respect anybody or even honor God. The reason why is because you have, even though you may be an adult, you may have some childish ways about you that you don't realize. You can't just treat anybody any type of way. You can't just do whatever you want. You have people who love you and people get hurt when you do things or say things that make them feel bad. So, so you know, God causes us to be aware of these things. So let's get more deeper into this. I wrote this down. Uh, and let me just go ahead and... Let me just get things set up here for a sec. Just gathering these notes, just putting them in order for a second. Okay. All right. Uh, all right. So I wrote this down. God's way. God has a. I'm sorry. God has a way that we should operate in His house. What is His house? It's the church. 
What is the church? It's not a building. The church is people. God, where does God live? God doesn't live in a building. He lives in the hearts and minds and bodies of people through his Holy Spirit. Through the Spirit of God. Believe it or not, you have a spirit. You have a body, soul, and a spirit. Your spirit becomes one with God's Holy Spirit. And that's how God is able to speak to you. Through his Holy Spirit and through his word. That's why you're able to be convicted. Which means that when you're doing something wrong, you feel bad about it. Or you feel like, man, I shouldn't be doing this. How is it that small voice at the back of your, the back of your head is talking? Well, that's not a, just a small voice. That is the Holy Spirit that has come into your life at the point of salvation. So God is in your life. And I wrote this down as well. Here's the next point. We have ways and thoughts that we interact with others that God is trying to change. But the next question is, how long have we been operating like this? See, the re see, some of us don't realize that maybe it wasn't on purpose uh, in your life. Maybe it wasn't on a on, on, maybe it wasn't on purpose, but um, but you may have had ways that you've been operating in your life. That you think is okay, but no one ever really corrected you or spoke to you about these things. Because you may have been raised in a, some of us, you probably raised in a household where you did whatever you want to do. Your parents gave you whatever you want. You went wherever you want to go. No one really, really, no one who really truly loved, like, uh, uh, either loved you or no one who really uh, had the ability to speak to you Because some people don't have the ability to correct people They feel like oh you know this is how that person is <clears throat> I don't even want to waste my time Or some people they feel like Hey you know uh, I love this person I love this family member Or I love <coughs> Excuse me I love uh, this individual But you know let them You know they're just doing them And so we go on throughout the years operating like this and we think it's normal. We think it's okay until God steps in and says, no, it's not okay. And then you kind of find yourself in a struggle. Why? Because here it is. God is telling you to break a certain cycle, a way of thinking that you've been operating and you've been operating like this for years and it's foreign to you. All right, so, so, so we see that here. Now, let me show you why we have such a problem with this. Here's the next, here's the next step. Notice I said when God steps in, he starts kind of busting our bubble, start messing up our program. Why is that? Because according to 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 33, the Bible says, For God is not a God of confusion, but of peace, as in all the churches, of the saints so we see here that God is not the one that is the one who starts confusion that means two opinions going back and forth with each other God didn't do that that what happened was an opinion was already established in our lives 
And then when God comes to break the pattern or break the program, we have a struggle and we get confused. And God is saying very clearly, I'm not the author of confusion. The problem is you've been so used to operating in this way that now that I come with my peace and and I come with the way I operate and I come with how it's supposed to be, you have a problem. You know, I noticed this with people and I wrote this down. Disorder and confusion, if it's in our lives, it's something God it's, it's not something God did, but we must take responsibility to get the change. I notice with people, you know, I, I, you know, that I deal with and I talk to, they'll say, oh, you know, Jason, I'm confused. And when I begin to get into converse, talk to them and find out why they're confused, I begin to find out it's because they have certain ways about them that they're not willing to let go and they're not willing to be convinced that God's way is better. Because they don't want to take ownership of their stuff, they, their, their mess of what they made in their lives. And the, 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 the problems that they have in their lives is proof that their ways are not working for them. So, so here's the next point. Uh, 1 Corinthians 13, 11. I'm going to read it again. When I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I gave up childish ways. Notice this. In order to, for this person to become a man, to think differently, to operate differently, to walk into a new life, they had to give up something. The Bible says that I gave up childish ways. So you can't even become someone new if you don't give up something. In other words... We're talking about relationships here and communication. You cannot communicate with somebody else or interact with somebody else effectively and have a successful relationship and interaction with somebody else if you don't give up the old ways in which you've been operating that's been causing your relationships to not be successful. So let me give some example in scripture so you can see what I'm saying, what this looks like. <laughs> Uh, we're going to read how God is going to show in his word how they, how he desires order and not confusion in the area of our communication, interaction, and how we relate to each other. Some of us, for example, here's a big, here's a, here's the biggest thing that's going to really show us how we have a problem and how we need to give up those old ways of thinking about relationships. If you have noticed when you was not saved, you know, these relationships that you had with other people, with boyfriend, girlfriend, if you have noticed that a lot of them failed and you, th and you thought that you had a successful relationship because things were going good, that is proof to you that how you're doing life and how you're going about your relationships, you don't know what you're doing. That's your proof. That's why it's no accident why God says you need to separate yourself and, and you need to let me work on you and you need to separate yourself from friends or relationships so God can get into real, God can get into deep the core issues of why you think the way you think and why you operate the way you operate. 
So 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 14 to 26. We're going to get into it. And we're going to see how this, how this looks. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 14 to 26. And this is what it says, right? Now, this letter was written by Paul to a, 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 a young uh, um, disciple in training. His name was Timothy. This letter was written, written to, uh, to him. And this is what Paul wrote. Remind the people of these facts and sol- solemnly... Charge them in the presence of God to avoid petty controversy over words, which does no good uh, and upsets and undermines and ruins the faith of those who listen. So Paul is showing, you know, we have this thing called, oh, you know, stop being petty. Right. Paul is showing that Paul stated that, hey. We need to get rid of these petty controversies, these petty little issues. What? Why? Because it's stopping people from wanting to fellowship with each other and be brothers and sisters in the Lord. So Paul, he it showed that he didn't want all these petty issues mixed up in what God was doing. Some of us are real petty in our lives. In other words, you're holding things over somebody's head. Which, you know, Lord forbid, if that person were to pass away today, you would say to yourself, you know what? You know, I wish I was here to just apologize. And, you know, it wasn't even worth it. I'm sorry. Why wait till somebody passes away to realize the value of a relationship? Why be so petty and hold things and unforgiveness in your heart for people when you know life is short? You know, these are the concepts that we should apply to to, to, all, to our lives Look what else he says Another point It says study And do your best to present yourself to God Approved A workman who has no reason to be ashamed Accurately handling And skillfully teaching the word of truth So it's saying again In order for you to even operate In God And, and, and live a lifestyle of not being petty You gotta first study the word you gotta you 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 have to learn what it is to study. If you have a problem with studying, or you feel that you know, hey, you know, I'm 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 real. I have a real issue with studying. Hey, get some help. I'm here. My wife is here. You know, we're big on studying the word. Why? Because that's how you memorize it. That's how you get the scripture into your heart. That's how you know how to apply to your life. The principles of God that's going to cause you to receive the blessing in your relationships and interaction with other people. So, verse 16. But avoid all irrelevant babbling and godless chatter with its profane and empty words. For it will lead to further ungodliness. God is saying, according to the word, avoid These irrelevant babbling. You ever met someone that just talks about other people or babbles about things and it just makes people more angry with them and and, uh, and other people? And it's just it's like it just breeds just problems, gossip, 
slander, all these different things. Well, the Bible is saying it's going to lead to further ungodliness. It's going to lead to that. So if you want to know where someone's mouth is leading them, all you got to do is look. I mean, I'm sorry. If you want to know where the, someone's life is going, just look at how they talk, how they interact with people. If you find they all, every time you come around them, they always have some drama. <laughs> you know, you ever met those people? I mean, you having a great day and they come to you and say, hey, how are you doing today? And you say, hey, I'm doing fine. How are you doing today? And you would say, oh, man, let me tell you what so-and-so did. Or let me show you what so-and-so did. And all this situation, it's like out of their mouths come drama, babbling, problems. Why? Because that's who they are in their hearts and on the inside. So... Verse 17, and their teaching was spread like gangrene. It is with Humerius and Philophius who have deviated from the truth. They claim that the resurrection has already taken place and they undermine the faith of some. So the scripture is given an example of someone whose name is um, Hymenius and Philetius. These two individuals was going around saying things and, and, and to other people, saying that the resurrection has already passed, meaning that Christ like has already come back and things like that. And because of their talk, they have caused other people to be affected by their talk. In other words, because of their ways of communicating, because of their ways of interacting with others. The way they operate and the way they live begin to destroy and divide relationships. Notice what I said. That their ways, which means their ways of thinking and reasoning, begin to divide and destroy relationships. That can't possibly be the will of God. It can't. So when you see that that in your relationships with others, or you find that in your own life, why is it that, or this person, they just can't seem to get along with anybody, or why I can't get along with anybody? It may be that there are some ways that's in the person's life or in your life that's causing the destruction of the relationship, that's causing the divide and the anger and the resentment that comes with the relationship. Sometimes it may, it may come from you and you may need to get it right. But other times it may come from people and you may need to separate yourself from these individuals because the Bible makes very clear it's going to spread like gangrene. You know what gangrene is? It's like a, it's, 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 it's like a bacteria that eats away at the skin. It's, it spreads. It's like a, one, another translation calls it like a cancer. It spreads. If you notice... People that tend to destroy relationships, if you notice, if you keep the same people in your circle, they'll start to destroy your relationships with other people. For example, you, it may be of someone who has been a best friend or, or close confidant to you and you'll find yourself looking at this individual, your best friend, differently because you've allowed someone else to get into your ear. So, let's go a little deeper. Verse 19, nevertheless, the firm foundation of God, which has 
which he has laid stands sure and unshaken despite attacks, bearing this seal. The Lord knows those who are his, and let everyone who names the name of the Lord stand apart from wickedness and withdraw from wrongdoing. Verse 20. Now in a large house there are not there are not only vessels and objects of gold and silver, but also vessels and objects of wood and of earthen ware. And some are for honorable, notable good use, and some are for dishonorable, ignorable, and common and common. Therefore, if anyone cleans himself from these things which are dishonorable, disobedient, sinful, he will be a vessel for honor, sanctified, set apart for special use, and useful to the master, prepared for every good work. So I'm reading the Amplified Version. And if you notice, it's really showing you an example of when you have, a, when you, when you have cooking, cooking ware or things in your house, you have some things that you use for cooking, and some things you don't use for cooking because it's been there for a while. It may be a wooden spoon. You know, that spoon may have rotted, but you didn't take the time to throw it away, but you still keep it in the house. You get what I'm saying? And that's how God sees people who are in his house who have been there for a long time but refuse to change. But then you have those who have been in his house and allowing God to bring change to others through them. See, See, God is cooking, cooking up something in his house and he wants to use you as that pot he wants to use in his house. But there are some people who may be in his house because they refuse to let go of what I was talking about, the childish ways. They're like that wooden spoon that after some time have become, they have become dull. They have become not being able to be used by God. They have become people who are full of drama or anger and these type of things, though they may be in this, his house. Some of us, you experience that. Have you ever experienced when you went to a church or you went to some church in your life and you seen what was called hypocrites? And you would say to yourself, you know what? Oh man, I don't want that Jesus thing because I don't want to serve God because of uh, this person, they're hypocrites, you know, all Christians hypocrites. No, the problem was your interaction with someone was someone what was with a person who had disregard in their communication with other people in God's house, so they didn't really care about you. They didn't really care about how their lives affected other people. And that's wrong. And that's what you experienced. But you don't have to be your experience. You don't have to be what you've experienced for other people. You can be the change that you want to see, that you wanted to see. You could, in other words, you don't have to be like those who, 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 who keep the childish ways. You can, you can be that man of God, that woman of God that can leave those childish ways behind and show others how to walk into what it is to being mature for real. And I'm going to hit these last Verses, verse 22, run away from youthful lust, pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace with those believers who call on the Lord out of a pure heart, but have nothing to do with foolish, ignorant speculations. 
useless disputes over un over unedifying stupid controversies since you know that they produce strife and give birth to quarrels so it's very clear that God is saying you got to flee these youthful things these youthful lusts in other words these 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 childish desires to want to belittle somebody else these childish desires to not want to honor or respect someone else these that's what youthful lust is. youthful means childish lust means desire so god is saying you, you flee youth run away from youthful lust and pursue after righteousness faith and love and if you notice look what it says it says don't even get involved with all these foolish controversies you know debates because what they're going to do they're just going to birth more problems in your life matter of fact you're going to get in an argument with somebody else if somebody else dis- if if somebody disagrees with how you're going about growing up spiritually it doesn't mean you have to have any anger in your heart towards them nor do you have to sit there and listen to them you can respectably say okay i understand your point i disagree I respect. I understand, and I respect you, and respect what you're saying or whatnot. But I disagree, and leave it there. If they want to start debating or get angry or wanted to yell and scream at you and all these, trust me, this is not the type of person you want to have in the inner circle of your life. You want to make some wise decisions, and not allow others, other people's childish ways. To affect what God is doing in your life. You got to make some hard decisions. Last verse. The servant of the Lord must not participate in quarrels. So God is saying. He doesn't even want you to participate in these type of things. But must be kind to everyone. Even tempered. uh, Preserving peace. And he must be skilled in teaching. Patient and tolerant when wronged. He must correct those who are in opposition with courtesy and gentleness in the hope that God may grant that they will repent and be led to the knowledge of the truth, accurately understanding and welcoming it, and and that they come to their senses and escape, check this out, watch this, and escape from the trap of the devil Having been held captive by him to do his will. So when you see individuals holding on to these childish ways. The Bible is saying that. Why is it they can't let it go? It's because the devil won't let them go. The Bible is saying that this. The, 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 the people where it's confusion in their lives. And drama in their lives. That the, their ways of communicating. It's bringing the devil with them. Their ways of interacting with someone else, because they refuse to let these areas go, they bring drama with them. And what do they bring? Destruction of relationship. You ever see someone every time they come around or come in somebody's circle or come into a conversation, it's like they're just full of drama? You ever met people like that? You ever seen people that you, you know, you, you say, why is it I always come around you? And you always got some drama in your life. I meet you one month. 
And you, you're fighting with this person. Then the next month, you're telling me how you got a problem with this person. Then the next month, you, you, you're telling me how, 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 you know, people are just picking on you and you got a problem with everybody. Well, what, the reason why that's happening is because confusion is in their lives. Childish ways is in their lives. And they, all, and, and they will continue to blame other people and not take responsibility for how they've been interacting and communicating with other people. So, so, you know, so, so that, so this deals with, so this, this section or whatnot deals with the, 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 just the surface of where we're going in this communication. I'm going to let my wife take over so she can really get into the core of, 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 of how we operate and why we operate this way. This is where we're getting, we're about to get deeper into this subject. So I'm going to pass, pass it over to Golden. Hello, good afternoon, everyone. God bless each and every one of you. I'm going to be doing the second portion. Of communication. I just thank the Holy Spirit because God was really in all the (laughs) Kool-Aid. But amen. Um. Show me your communication and I can show you your heart. Show me your communication and I can show you your heart. See, the Bible says that in Matthew's chapter 12, starting at verse 34. So that's Matthew's chapter 12, starting at verse 34, says... Well, I'm just going to paraphrase it. It says that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So whatever is going on in your heart, whatever is going on what you're feeling, who you are as a person, what you what you've been through, it's going to come out of your mouth, whether you believe it or not. And your heart is is like a store box and everything that you remember, whether good or bad, everything that you've been through, whether good or bad, is all stored up. In your heart. And this is why we have the Bible. This is why we serve God. Because he is God 
the God above the heart. He is the one that weighs the deeds and the intents and the mind and the emotions. And he is the one that will guide you in all truth. So wherever you are right now, I want you to say to yourself, I'm being guided in all truth. Say it again. I am being guided in all truth. That means that if you come to church every Sunday morning, that if you're reading your Bible, if you're going back over the sermons and the series at the, on the website, that means that you are leading your life into all truth. There's a there's there's a funny thing about I love what um Jason began to hit when he says when I was a child I thought as a child and now that I am a man I put away childish things. See, getting older doesn't make you grown. Getting older just advancing in age doesn't make you grown. What makes you grown is the ability to be mature in character, the ability to be mature in relationship, in communication, in love, in faith, in hope and in truth. If you lack love, faith, hope and truth, then you're still operating as a child. A lot of people say, I remember even when I was growing up, I'm like, man, I can't wait till I get 18, man. I'm getting out of this house, man. I'll be grown and I'll be able to do what I want. I remember when I, after I turned 18, I say, man, dang, I can't wait till I get 21 so I can go and buy my own drinks. I ain't got to wait on y'all to bring me my drink. I'm going to go get my own drink at 21. I can't wait till I hit the clubs because then... I'll be grown. Foolish, foolish, foolish child I was. <laughs> foolish child. Because my age was not me maturing as an adult. It was when my spirit was awakening Wakened by the true and living God. It was when I decided to get rid of my childish old sinful ways and receive the beautiful love and and, and glory of God into my life. I, that was when I actually and when I allowed God to baptize me with his Holy Spirit was what was when I began to grow up. Hallelujah. So so. I have news for you, men and women of God. See, so I want you to ask yourself this question. When you come to Fire Realm and, and you hear the word, right? What are you expecting? What are you expecting to happen? Is it because someone told you to come? Is it because you may like somebody or you want to date somebody that um, that is a part of the ministry? Or is it because you want to change? Is it because you want to follow the righteous path of truth? I got news for you. If you're just coming because you think this like a group thing, 
then you're in the wrong place because every word that is spoken, God is, is going to require you to act on because you cannot say, I didn't know, Lord. You can't say that I no one ever taught me how to serve you because <laughs> this is this is amazing. Have you ever thought what the fire realm means? Okay, if you didn't, let's go right into it. So, anytime you join a church, that church has a name, right? But it's not, it doesn't only have a name. It, it, um, that church is bringing a message to the world. That church is bringing a message to the people of God. Remember what we've learned earlier on the beginning of the segment was that the church is not just a building the church is a body of people the ch- the kingdom is in the hearts of man jesus even spoke and said that the kingdom comes without observation so when somebody look they can't say oh wow that's a man and woman of god oh that person has the holy spirit until that person reveals who they truly are by their character by the way they communicate by the way that they love by how their relationships look and then that person can say oh i see the kingdom that's a big difference so Every church has a message. Every God has assigned every 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 church that has been assigned by God. God has used that church to give a message to his people. And if and we always study, we always say, okay, what does the fire realm means? What does the fire realm means? The fire realm starts when Jeremiah, he was young. Jeremiah had his own plans. Jeremiah wanted to do what he wanted to do. Jeremiah was a child. (laughs) Jeremiah, he was doing his own thing, but Uh, There was something special about Jeremiah because even in the midst of Jeremiah doing his own thing, even in the midst of him living childishly, he began to look around and it used to grieve him of the the, the sins that he will see and the, the, the evil that he will see in his day. So when God, so fast forwarding, so Jeremiah minded his own business, right? And it was the Lord who called Jeremiah to be a prophet to the nations. Jeremiah was like, no, God, okay, you're not calling me to do this. You're not calling me to set myself apart. You're not calling me to grow up. You're not calling me to put away my childish ways. You're not using you you don't want to use me to be example i don't want you to use me to be an example i don't want you to use me to speak truth <laughs> and god said god didn't just say okay do whatever you want jeremiah i'm going to leave you alone 
The Bible says that God pursued after Jeremiah and it almost seemed like God began to crush him into a place where he had to listen. I can't help but to but to feel what Jeremiah was saying, because it was a time where he said, OK, I'll, I'll do a little bit of what God said to me, said um, said for me to do. But when he did it, Jeremiah got a lot of persecution, a lot of hardship. He felt ostracized. He felt left um counted out he felt like he was um just not a part of anything he felt just alienated from society and he said you know what god i am not going to preach no more you're not going to use me i'm going to remain doing what i want living in my childish ways and that's what and guess what happened to Jeremiah in Jeremiah chapter 20 verse 9 it says but if I say I will not mention his word or speak any more his name his word is like his word is is in my heart like a fire a fire shut up in my bones I am weary of holding it in indeed i cannot so god when god began to put his holy spirit on your life and he's caught and he's causing you to grow up in your lifestyle in your communication in your relationships in your love in your faith you're gonna it's gonna feel like a fire shut up in your bones even when you don't when you don't want to do right and you choose to do wrong there will be this nudge inside of you there will be this nudge saying that this is wrong there will be this voice in back of your head saying no you, you're going left but you need to go right there's gonna be this fire shut up in your bones that will lead you on the pathway of truth and that what fire that's what fire realm is all about and if you were led to fire realm and this is a prophetic word from god if you were led to fire realm then you were a jeremiah who have rejected the lord sometime in your life before but now God is sending you right back around to let you know that you're not going to just get away with being a child. You're going to have to grow up and you and he's going to put his Holy Spirit in you and it will be a fire shut up in your bones because he is calling you to make a change in this in this nation and this in this generation. truth we're, we're going into truth here first god had the later foundation for you to understand that every time you come in his presence you're on you're 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 following after truth you're seeking for truth you're 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 looking for guidance it for your life okay don't you know that they murdered jesus because he was truth they murdered Jesus because he was truth. Every time he began to speak the word of God, every time he began to rebuke, reprove and lead, began to try to lead them on a path of righteousness. They always tried to seize him. They tried to silence him because they did not want truth. And you know what? Have you ever heard of the saying that says, 
I can't tell you the truth because you can't handle the truth. The truth hurts. Right? Believe it or not, we are such a feel-good society until we have built churches with lies. Some people, and probably many, some of you, and probably some of you, I can also testify to this because it happened to me. Some of us, we've been to churches or we've been raised up in churches that was not speaking and preaching the unadulterated truth of the gospel. So now that God is trying to get a hold of us to teach us that how in how he wants his children to live in this earth, we want to stone the prophet. We want to say that it don't take all of that. Everybody wants to feel good. Everybody wants to say everybody. We want to say everybody is going to heaven. Everybody is good with God. Everybody is um, is um, because of the works you do. Everybody is good people. But that's not what Jesus how Jesus um, began to teach us in his word. The Bible said that there's none good but God. And that we're all sinners falling short of the grace and glory of God. But there's also part of the scripture that says I can do all things who Christ whom strengthens me. There's also a part of the scriptures that says that God has given us power and authority of all the works of the enemy and nothing shall harm us. So that destroys the message of grace by saying that, oh, everybody is sinner. That destroys the, the message that says that everybody is good and everybody's going to heaven. The Bible says that we all shall do one judge, one judgment and then one death and then the judgment. That's what the Bible says. So moving on. Are you crucifying truth? Are you crucifying Jesus again? Please do not be like the Pharisees or the Sadducees that when truth became in the mist, they tried to seize truth. They tried to silence truth, which was Jesus Christ. Now, let's go a little bit more further when it comes down to communication. All of this has a lot to do with communication because if you don't understand that out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks right if you know your heart isn't right the goal is try to of course i hope your goal is to try to clean up your communication so now you need to take steps to first clean up your heart and that's what the word of god does the word of god cleans up your hearts and 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 it's a beautiful thing because when you realize dang what used to make me angry no more doesn't 
uh, what used to make me angry makes me angry no more. What used to hurt me doesn't hurt me no more. I see, I see that my confidence is growing in my, in, in, I'm seeing that my confidence is growing. I see that my confidence is growing in God. I see that I'm able to fight against all the temptations that I used to fall for so easily. I see that now I know the scripture and I, and I understand that now I have power over the devil and now I have power over the sin and now I know that I'm not using my words to tear down others tear down people um, because my heart is being clean remember when we said last Sunday that God is a God of relationships and God is a God of communication believe it or not you and I we will be judged by the way that we love one another if you even take a look, I know that we're, we don't live under the law anymore because Jesus came after he died for our sins. We're not subjected to the law, which is what we call the well, what the Bible calls the Ten Commandments. Right. But even if you take a look at the Ten Commandments, the Ten Commandments is based on go do do your put yourself on a challenge. I want you to read the Ten Commandments. Right. And tell me if you see that the Ten Commandments was created and designed as a guiding, a guiding, a guidance of how we should treat one another. And guess what? In the Old Testament, before Christ came, if you was to break any of those commandments, oh, you was going to go to hell. God would have striked you dead right then and there. So it begins to show you that, wow, God, how I care for somebody else or how I treat somebody else is also based on my salvation. Yep, 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 yep. That's what God is saying to you today, that you can't, you're not, you're not a loner. God wants you to love people. God wants you to respect people. He wants you to learn what honor is. And. God also, the Holy Spirit began to put on my heart to share today that part of communication is also honoring the ministry that you believe God sent you. If you are sitting and you listening to this message and you believe that God has sent you to fire realm, then there's also a way that he wants to teach you how to communicate one, one form of communication is honor why why even go to a church where you don't honor the met the honor the 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 system of the church you don't honor the the messages that is being preached by um through the messenger by god you don't honor to be on time you don't honor by taking advantage of all the the tools and everything that the ministry offers you don't study and go back and listen to the series you even right now some of you do not even take the time to set yourself apart so you can actually hear the message you probably have a million and one things going on on the other side of the line like this is just a call the way that you treat the word of God is just as effective as it is going to be in your life. I'm going to say that again. The way 
that you treat the word of God is going to be just as effective as it is in your life. And God is not happy if you're treating his word just like another common thing or treating his word just like trash. He's not he does not he's not happy about it at all. So when you come, just like the the announcer says it every single Sunday, when you come. God is requiring your undivided attention. God is requiring your undivided, um, you know, for you to open your Bibles and follow along with the scripture. He's not requiring you to be uh, talking to Sister Bobo and and. You know, at the grocery store and um, cleaning up and, you know, watching TV and listening to the radio while you're trying to hear his message. Trust me, you're not going to be able to change or get that freedom that you've always desired in your life if you're not if you don't put God's word as a priority. If you honor, there it is again. If you honor where God sent you to hear his word, then you will also value and follow instructions. You will ask questions. Again, you will arrive on time. You will go back to all the free the free information of how to live a godly life that's available to you for free on the website. If you honor what God is doing in your life, if you honor the ministry you said that God sent you, then you will pay your tithes. If you honor and you respect the anointing, then you will not be all over the place. You will Get buckled down enough to even know what God is doing in your life for this season. That's what honor that. Don't you know that? Remember, like we learned when the series first started, that communication is not just verbally. You're saying something whether you speak or whether you don't speak. You're saying something in your actions you're saying something with your uh, by how much attention you pay to a, a, a situation or to a person. You're saying something by how much you are involved. You're paying. You're communicating something based on how many questions you have. I don't understand. When we first come to Christ, we don't know nothing, nothing about living a spiritual life. So then we try to understand what's spiritual in the, our carnal minds, which is our fleshly minds. And then we just say, you know what, well, this don't make sense to me. It's not for me. But have no questions. He's the, Jesus spoke in his word and he says, come to me as a child. Even Jesus said it. Come to me as a child. What how does a child ration? How does how does a child interact? A child doesn't know everything. A child needs to be protected. A child you know has to learn. A child is not always want to give you word for word or um 
a child doesn't make excuses a child you know understands this need for his father and his mother and that's how Jesus said that we should come to him you would not be able to grow you will not be able to mature if you already think you grown And I'm going to end up with this. I'm going to end my portion with this uh, scripture is found in Ecclesiastes, Ecclesiastes chapter seven. moment I'm gonna get it for you Ecclesiastes chapter 7 verse 5 and it says it is better this is what the Word of God is saying it is better to heed the rebuke of a wise person than to listen to the song of fools. So all that said, all of it saying in a nutshell that it's, it's, it's better for us when we receive a rebuke from wise a wise person than to... Because when you listen to a song, right? A song... It's supposed to make you feel good. It's supposed to lift your spirits. It's supposed to make you feel, there go that word again, good about yourself. The Bible says it's better to heed the rebuke of a wise person than to listen to the song of fools. And that is the ending of my portion of communication and truth. Amen. And I think it's very important to really uh, digest and really get into your heart and go over these messages to really understand what God is saying in this area of your life when it comes to communication and um and these and what we discussed today um remember remember what was the scripture we just it was being repeated over and over it was talking about childish ways first corinthians 13 11 i'll say it again when i was a child i spoke like a child i thought like a child i reasoned which means i understood like a child when i became a man i gave up childish ways see you know, when you reason and say, I don't need to be accountable to anybody. I can do what I want. That's a childish way. When you say, you know what? I don't need to. Um, I don't think it's important for me to listen to what Golden or Jason's saying and taking notes and things like that. And accept this wisdom they're trying to give me. That's a childish way. Why? Because you're you you're not you you're not digesting or you're not taking 
You're not considering important what God is using someone else to give you. And so these are childish ways that we have. And we need to be confronted with this. We need to be confronted with our ways and our behavior because we'll never grow up. So, so, amen. So, um, I'm going to pass it over and, and, and uh, I have my wife. She will end out on this message today. And before we all close out. This is going to be this is an opportunity for those who have not received Jesus Christ as your personal savior for you to just ask the Lord for forgiveness but before I go into this that portion I want to share this with you We when God began to speak about the kingdom of God comes without observation. That means that you're not going to first see it. You're not going to first see it, but it's going to take your time to search it and understand what it truly looks like. The kingdom of God can, is without observation to those who are looking with their carnal mind, with their fleshly mindsets. And the reason why God wanted me to reiterate this is because it's uncommon. If someone was to look at me and Jason, right? They would they would not even know the wealth of information, the price that we've paid for the anointing, the cost, the time we've spent. We're not preaching anything to you that we have not had to live for ourselves to attest that it is righteous, that it is good, that it's everlasting. If we didn't have to live and go through it for the past 15 years. So I know it's kind of. I know God may. I don't know. I'm not saying this is for everyone, but I just sense this so strongly on my spirit that. I know God may have burst some of you all bubbles to say, dang, what what I need to listen to them for? We the same age. No, we're not the same age because we have grown from being a child because we have put away childish things and we have a test of that. We have lived that we have sacrificed blood, sweat, tears, embarrassment, shame for the gospel. And we continue to stand. We continue to, to, to press toward the mark of the heavenward calling. We walk in power. We walk in anointing. We walk in freedom. I was celibate for seven and a half years. I, the first time we kissed was on our wedding day and we was engaged for two years. We have walked out forgiveness. I have learned to even forgive the man who murdered my mother. And left her on the pavement for dead. 
When I wanted to open my mouth, the Lord taught me by his glory and by his spirit and by his love to to keep my mouth closed. I have learned humility. I have learned integrity. When every time my pastor opened the doors, I was early for church. I would pray for the church. I paid my tithes to the church and I have saw blessing after blessing after blessing that has come into my life. So we're not preaching to you something that we haven't lived, that we haven't attested to, that we have not um, that we have not gone through. So that was really strong on my spirit that the only way that you're if you even aspire to help others, if you aspire to be a preacher, if you aspire to whatever feel you go in to be an example, then you must know that you must become who you are called to reproduce first. So if you want your children to be blessed, if you want your children to be holy, if you want your children to walk upright, if you want your children to tell the truth, then you must become what you're called to reproduce. So it was so strong in my spirit to to tell you that, please don't look at our age, look at our character. Listen to the testimony. Think about the, the, the testimonies that have even happened in your life because we've prayed for you. That's testifying that God can change lives. And I'm somebody who was a nobody that God began to change, change my life and make me who I am today. That's why God calls me golden. The Bible says that God, Jacob wrestled with God and God changed his name to Israel. I've changed. I've wrestled with God to see that God is good. And he changed my name to golden. But see, you can't judge things that you do not understand if you're not spiritual. And God wants to change your name today. He wants to change who you are. He wants to put his love on you, his spirit on you, his glory on you. And the question is, do you want truth? Amen and amen. So for those who are hearing this message for the first time and you want to be saved, you want to know this true and living God, you want your life to be changed. This is an opportunity for you to repent and ask the Lord to forgive you for all unrighteousness so he can give you this bomb life in Christ. If there anyone who wants to be saved that is not saved, you can say I and I can lead you into the prayer of salvation. Amen. And for those who are saved and you are on this righteous path and you're following truth but you have gotten some stumbling blocks in the way and you have and you have said dang man lord every time i turn around you changing me every time i turn around you showing me something some some lies in my life oh lord every time i turn around you're you're shaping me and molding me and i feel this fire in my bones and i can't quit lord Forgive me. I want to make it right. Give me the strength. If you're this person who wants that you are saving, you want to repent that this is the opportunity for you. And we will definitely lead you into the prayer of repentance. So if that's you, then just say I and we'll lead you.
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Um, I heard a lot of eyes. Can we get some names going? Because I don't want this is what we don't want to happen in fire realm. We don't want you to come Sunday after Sunday after Sunday and we don't know you and we haven't greeted you and we haven't loved on you. So I I heard maybe one or two voices that I recognize, but the other voices I really don't know. So if you don't mind, can you please just state your name? Patrick. Okay. Anyone else? Anyone else? There was another, I think another woman. Hallelujah. Well, God bless you, whoever you are. And thank you for Edris and Sophia um, for joining in on the call today on the service today and I do and I do thank God for you because I have personally seen your growth and I want to say um that just continue to walk the and fight the good fight of faith and that God is with you and God is for you and just continue to press um so just take this time to just ask the Lord to forgive you and We can pray out. And when you're done, you can say I. Father God, we just thank you, Lord God, for what you're doing in this time, in this moment, in your children's life. Lord God, we just thank you for just your love for your children, Lord God. You know each and everything that they need from you, Lord. You, you, you know, Father God, what it takes, Father God, for them to receive who you are so that they can be changed, Lord. Father God, I'm praying that you will give them the courage. Lord, I'm praying that you will give them the humility. Lord, I'm praying that you will give them the faith. Lord, I'm praying right now in the name of Jesus that you will give them the love, the love for themselves and the love for others, especially the love for you, dear God. Lord, I'm praying, Father God, that you will shake loose and break loose everything that is not like you, Father God. I pray that you will expose every adversary, oh God, so that they can conquer every adversary in their lives in Jesus' name. Lord, I'm praying right now, Father God, that your he- the heavy weight of your anointing, Father God, saturate their lives, saturate their minds, Lord God, saturate their wills, oh God, saturate even where they lay at night, Father God, in the name of Jesus. Lord God, I thank you, Father God, that you are able to 
to change us, Lord God. You said in your word that we can do all things through Christ who strengthened us, Lord God. So we stand firm in this truth, Lord God. I hold my brothers and sisters up before you, Lord God, and I trust you, Lord God, to change them. I trust you to, to glorify your name through them, Lord God. Lord, every hurt, every pain, Lord God, every insecurity, Lord God. Lord, I'm asking and I'm praying, Father God, that you, Lord God, will give them, Lord God, the, and uh, fill them with your word as never before. So every time test, uh, every time temptation come, Lord God, they can speak your word and defeat the enemy in Jesus name. Lord, I pray that you will give them a hunger and passion and, and desire for your word in the name of Jesus. Lord, I'm asking Father God that you will impart in them a prayer life in Jesus name. Lord, I'm asking Father God that you will not leave them by the wayside, but Father God, that you will take them by the hand, Lord, in Jesus name, Lord. And Father God, we say Satan, the Lord Jesus Christ rebukes you in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. And I just wanted to state something because um, as I was sitting down, I felt the Lord was uh, really grieved. I just sensed the Holy Spirit was really grieved and disappointed in some some of us this morning. Uh, there was a call made for repentance. And only two people stated that they needed repentance. But when the eyes came for during the prayer, all these eyes and all these individuals who said I. My next question is, why didn't you state your name so, so you can receive the fullness of what God is trying to do in your life? I, I don't. Here's the thing. We love everybody. We want the best for every single person, every single soul. We believe God loves you. We believe God wants the best for you. And we want to see you win. But if you want to fool yourself to think that this prayer that was just prayed, you can that that you can just jump on the bandwagon after not stating your name and you think that God is. That this prayer that my wife just prayed applies to you, you have fooled yourself. This prayer was only for two individuals that decided and stated their name and said, Lord, I repent. I'm serious about what you're doing in my life. I want to have your, 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 uh, your daughter agree with me in my prayer of repentance. Anyone else outside of those two individuals, Sophia and Edges, that stated in their, their name, anyone else, you are in disobedience to God. Not only are you in disobedience to God, but that is so disrespectful. No, it is not okay to not follow the instructions that were given to you. No, it's not okay to continue to come and to cheat yourself and believe a lie to make you think that God is okay with your behavior. No, he's not. And the sad thing is, that's what the whole message was about. The whole message. So that tells that you didn't li listen to the message. You know, notice what I said. We care and love for every single person. But the one thing I will not allow you to do 
is to believe a lie. You may get offended with myself or my wife, but you will remember that someone told you the truth. It is not it's not okay to behave in that manner. So, we're going to do this again. If you are serious about repenting and you want a change in your life and you're saying, "Lord, I'm sorry for my behavior. Jason is right. You're speaking to me, God. I want to state my name so I can receive prayer because I want a change in my life. So if that's you, you have a second opportunity and we can pray for you. So if you would like to repent, not the, not, not the two individuals, Sophia and Edris, but for anyone else, if you want to repent and you want to do this again and you want to do it the right way, this is your opportunity. So if you would like to repent, please just state your name and we will lead you in a prayer of repentance. This is your opportunity. All right. Well, God bless you, Koran. And we, 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 we know that God appreciates you being honest and, and, and willing to change. Is there anybody else that would like to repent? All right. So for those that said for those that said I later on but never stated their names, God, you are still in your sin. I want to make that clear for you. You are still in your sin. Because not only do you recognize that you have an area in your life that God showed you that you need to get corrected, but you lied and, and, and not only did you lie, but you were disrespectful in not following the instructions for the change that God is trying to bring in your life. And God will deal with you. Believe me, I've seen it. <laughs> I remember when I was disrespectful and, and I didn't do what my pastor said. My God, I, God would give me a dream that very same night. I would have a dream or somebody come to me, a total stranger on the street, and God would use them to speak the word of correction to me. Let me tell you something. God is the, not the one you want to play with. He's not. God, I, I told someone else this, God has a way of making you cry. Yes, he does. He has a way of showing you that he's not the one you want to play with and play games with. He, is, he will always be a powerful God. And he will always be the God that deals with those who wants to disrespect him and his servants. So I just wanted to state that prophetically because I, 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 I sense in the spirit God is going to deal with some of us. He loves you, yes. You are his child, yes. But he is about to deal with you. And believe me, you don't want God to deal with you. I know from experience, that's why I don't play with play with God or the things of God. So, so we're going to go into the prayer of repentance. Quran, I thank you for, 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 for being honest with the Lord and for recognizing that you did make a mistake. God is not condemning you, but he is letting you know today that he doesn't accept just anything. And God, as his daughter... He wants, you, he wants you to hear what he's trying to say to you at this time of your life because he has a purpose and a plans for you, but he's also not playing games with you. He's also not, not playing games. God 
The Bible makes it very clear in Deuteronomy 28. If you obey the instructions of the Lord, he will give you, you will receive blessing. But if you disobey the instructions of the Lord, God says you will receive a curse. And that curse may show up in many different ways, but I thank God today that you made a decision to say that, Lord, I want to walk into the blessing. I want my name changed. Amen. So, so just uh, right where you are, just begin to talk to your father and just ask him for forgiveness for those areas that you notice in your life that you need to get together with, with God. Father God, we just thank you, Father God. I thank you for Quran, Holy Spirit. Lord, I pray right now for your strength, Lord. Not only for your strength, Father God, but every single bondage, every single curse, every single form of rebellion, Lord, every single form of miscommunication, Father God, every single generational curse, Father God, Lord, every single place that has been hidden for years, Lord, I pray right now that your power and your anointing will break that yoke now in Jesus name Lord I pray and decree and declare Father God that your daughter, your daughter shall walk in boldness your daughter Holy Spirit will walk in newness Lord as she said that she's put away childish things that Lord that she may grow in all the areas of communication and all the areas that was preached on Father God Lord that she'll go into God even deeper Lord and, and, and that the childish race may fall off her life in Jesus name Holy Spirit Lord I thank you for your great love over her life Holy Spirit I thank you Father God for the Father's arms wrapping around her Lord I even hear in the Spirit Quran that God's love is not just going to wrap you but I just see in the spirit in the vision that I see layers coming off your life God says you you're like a Lazarus you've been wrapped up in some grave clothes and you've been wrapped up in all these all the stench of this world and yesterday but God says he's unwrapping you today he's unwrapping you in your communication he's unwrapping you in your life he's unwrapping you in your mindset from the dead things Thank you, Holy Spirit. Lord, I thank you, Father God. And Lord, I pray, Lord, that as she has ears to open, her ears open in this season, Father God, Lord, let her be so keen to hear your voice and the whisper of the Holy Ghost, I pray. Lord, I, I even seen the Spirit. Let your conviction rule her life, Lord, that even in the small things, that your conviction, Lord, causes her, Father God, to, 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 to stop and pay attention to what you're saying, Father God. 
Woman of God, I see that God is going to cause his conviction and every things that used to go be okay with you, things that used to go where you want to go, do what you want to do, but I hear the Lord saying that he's calling you deeper. I hear the Lord saying that it's, it, he's calling you into a new season, a deeper place in God. He's calling you to a deeper relationship. It will no longer be the same, says the Lord. God says, my conviction will lead you. My conviction will guide you. My conviction is going to let you know that I'm near you. God says that it's not going to be the same. Why? Because he's calling you to a deeper place with him. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And I just see in the spirit, I hear God saying, stop fighting with me. I hear the Lord saying, woman of God, I hear the Lord saying, stop fighting with me. This is my doing, says the Lord, because I'm trying to bless you. I hear God saying that he's trying to bless you, but you've been fighting with some things, not even on the outside. I'm talking about some things on the inside. God's been making you feel uncomfortable in this season, and you've been fighting, and you've been wondering if it's me. God says, yes, it's me, because why? It's killing your flesh. I'm calling you to a deeper place in my spirit, and I got to get the flesh out the way. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I give you the praise and I thank you for this new season of your daughter's life. And I pray, Lord, for the courage to say yes. To say yes in every area, Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. And and we thank God for that time of repentance. But I want to declare this over everyone that's listening today. These these messages, especially what God has been preaching lately, you know, I'm just telling you, and this is this is I also function as, as a prophet. For some for some of us who don't know, not only am I a pastor and, and but also a prophet, including my wife, but 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 I, I sense as a prophet that God is no longer tolerating the behavior of last year. Or even the last couple of months. Some of us, you better hear this. I'm telling you this in the spirit. If you don't get what God is saying to you. The Lord says he's going to leave you right where you are. And move on. Yes he is. If you don't hear what thus says the Lord. God is not going to be sitting there trying to force you to obey him. No he's not. He doesn't move like that. He's going to tell you what he has to say and he's going to give you a space of time to turn from your ways. But if you refuse to turn from your ways, God is saying, I'm going to leave you there and I'm going to move on. I hear that in the spirit for some of us. Hear what God is saying and obey it or or it will be it will end up being not a good it won't be a good thing for you and and check this out you can go to another church you can get another word (laughs) some of us we like to do that but i have seen with the lord countless times over and over and over again where times has done past and you're wondering why your life hasn't changed 
You're wondering why you got the same situations going on in your life year after year after year. And you feel like, Lord, why is it nothing is changing? Why my finances are still the same? Why my life's still the same? Why I'm always in depression? Why it seems like I'm always having the same thing happen to me? Because God is saying, you haven't been listening. And I left you where you were. And I've moved on. You don't want to be one of those people. And I have hope that those who's listening today, you're going to listen to what God has to say. You know, but I don't know why it is. I just sense such a great sorrow in my heart because, because we, we, we got to get it right. Let me tell you something. Christ is coming back. If you haven't noticed, some of us, you're getting older. Some of us, life is passing you by. God is not going to be sitting there waiting for you to get things together. But you got to be able to say, you know what? I'm not going to let life pass me by. I'm not going to be the one that's left behind when Jesus comes back. I'm not going to be the one that's out here playing games. I'm going to get it together with God. Because I want what God has for me. So I just wanted to just state that this morning prophetically because I sense a huge shift in this ministry. I sense a huge shift in some of our lives. Some of us, you, you this is going to be one of the greatest times of your life. I hear that in the spirit. It's going to be one of the great. Why? Because you, re, you hear what God is saying to you. You know how serious it is. And you say, I'm not playing games no more. I want to walk in my destiny. And I, will, I, and, I, and, I, and I know that it will be an exciting thing to see in this season. Let me say, I want to encourage those. If you've been trusting God and obeying God and walking with God and, and listening to what he's saying. Oh, God has a treat for you. God has a treat for you. You be encouraged today. Be encouraged and know that God sees you. And he's rewarding you. If not already, but he will. And will continue to reward you. Keep trusting God. Keep loving and obeying Him. So, amen. God bless everyone. Uh, we, we, we will continue to have service this evening at FIU campus at 6.30. And as a quick announcement, we are having a field day coming up. We will go more into it in the announcements this evening. Uh, we hope you join us at FIU campus north. And if you uh, would like to uh, just just be able to just join us, contact us by the number that's provided, the ministry phone number 954-580-6303, or go to our website and send us a message. But uh, we're having a field day coming up. We'll give more details this evening. It's going to be bananas. I mean, trust me, it's, we're, we're going to be uh, going and doing some exercise. Um, and also we'll have refreshments and things like that. And also have discussion and, and talk. And just, just have a great time of fellowship. It'll be so fun. And don't get too afraid. We're not going to cause you to do five miles and do push-ups. 500 push-ups and things like that. No, you know, a child can do it. What are these type of uh, exercises? But it will be lessons learned. It will be a time of fellowship and getting to know each other. So we hope to see you this evening. God bless you. Have a great Sunday. We love you and we want the best for you. And we'll see you again this time next Sunday at the Fire Room. God bless everybody. God bless. Later. Bye.